How's it going everyone? And yeah, the title says it all. We are back talking about one of my absolute favorite shows of all time, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. For any new listeners out there, I'll explain what I mean. Last season, I started a new miniseries where I review each episode of Ed and Eddie by season as a quote-unquote reboot to one of my first ever solos from season one. Loyal fans of this podcast will know exactly what I'm talking about as it reminds us how cringy our first season was. <laughs> first off, I want to say sorry to those who've been waiting so long for me to cover season three. I've been busy with life and other episodes, including the Toll Drama Retrospective series that Matt and I are currently doing, which has a very similar format. Shout out to Matt. Love you, buddy. Anyway, it's finally time to resume this miniseries. Keep in mind, it has been a while since my last episode, so if you want a refresher of how I feel about seasons 1 and 2, go listen to those episodes first. But just to recap, I thought season 1 was a good start to the series. Season 2, though, was when I feel like the show truly started to hit its mark. Then we have season 3, which some fans consider to be one of the best seasons, and to see if that's true, I'm going to review each episode, list my pros and cons, then give my final verdict, as I did with the first two seasons. Of course, everything I say is just my opinion, so please be respectful for what I have to say, especially when we get to a certain episode or two. With that said, is Season 3 of Ed and Nettie as great as we remembered? Let's find out. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Ed and Nettie Season 3 Retrospective, starting with Wish Your Ed. Rolf is feeling homesick, and he gets help by tricking him into thinking he's back in the old country. However, they have to keep off the facade so Rolf doesn't find out. If you guys recall, this episode was one of my top 10 favorite episodes, and I'll explain why. Not only does it focus on Rolf, but here we get to dive into his culture and learn what it's like living in the old country. And no, we never find out where Rolf's actually from. They literally call it the old country. Either way, their customs are as bizarre as you expect. The drinking water is infested with giant grasshoppers. Villagers have to balance themselves on poles, using only their stomachs, mind you, just to make a purchase. And of course, if the village idiot falls in someone's hole, they celebrate, which led to my favorite part of the episode, That's My Horse, where you and a partner have to bitch slap each other while dancing to the beat of a song. Seeing Ed and Rolf beat the shit out of each other while dancing still makes me laugh my ass off. And honestly, if Johnny hadn't showed up out of nowhere, the Eds would have gotten away with this scam. Other moments I enjoyed was in the beginning where Rolf challenged the kids to a race, only to quickly get left behind, simply because he didn't have a bike, scooter, or anything like that. And I honestly felt so bad for Rolf during this episode. Adapting is hard for some people, especially if they're from a different country, and when you really think about it, this scam isn't that bad, because like I said, the Eds were trying to help Rolf. Of course, Eddie would only help others if money is involved. At least the ending where he and Double D are forced to play That's My Horse made up for it. Oh yeah, can't forget about the most bizarre and incoherent thing Rolf has ever said on the show. Shh. Let me know in a Discord server what you think that translates to. <laughs> Overall, it's a great episode, and I still love it. Mama's Little Ed. Double D becomes so preoccupied with his parents' sticky notes that Eddie and Ed start writing fake notes as a joke. Something that I forgot to mention back in Season 1 was that Double D's parents always leave him sticky notes, so it's nice to see that show continue that trend. Before that, I love how Ed got caught in Double D's sewing machine, which somehow turned him into a pair of pants. Or while watching Double D pace back and forth, Ed was able to scratch the back of his head with his tongue. You can't make this shit up. Not to mention all the crazy things Eddie and Ed tricked Double D into doing, like stuffing Broomlint into his belly button, making Wilfred, aka Rolf's pig, wear his dad's suit, which Ed wore for the rest of the episode, or borrowing sugar from the Kanker sisters. 
It's one of those moments where you stop and ask, Really, Double D? When will your parents ever make you do shit like this? Even when Eddie confessed that it was a prank, Double D still believed their tricks. I mean, part of that was because Ed replicated his parents' handwriting perfectly, but still. It did lead to a very funny moment where Double D wanted to move in with Eddie, only for him and Ed to fuck up his room. Not surprisingly, Eddie yells at his friend, but then he quickly regrets it. I feel like some people overlook that part of the episode, because it shows Eddie really does care for his friends, as much as he hates to admit it. Besides, according to him, it was all Kevin's fault. Which is ironic because Double D said, But Kevin wasn't in this show, Eddie. That always made me laugh. Admittedly, the ending where Double D asks Eddie to massage his feet is a lot creepier now than I remembered. Oh yeah, let's not forget about the best part of the episode, when Raw pulls out the hat of discipline and smashes the shit out of Double D. This scene has every right to become a meme. <laughs> so yeah, I really do enjoy this episode. Once Upon an Ed. Oh my god. This episode is god tier and my absolute favorite episode of the entire show. The Eds get stuck in Johnny's wall and each tell their own story of how they got there. For those who have heard my solo from season 1, you pretty much know my reasons, but I'll be more than happy to recap why. Yes, this type of episode is very common in shows these days, yet the way Eddie and Eddie does it is genius. Eddie's story is about him being a wealthy owner of a jobbreaker bank and is adored by everybody. Double D's story is a bit exaggerated but it is the most believable out of the three. And for Ed's story, holy shit. It literally has nothing to do with jawbreakers or banks, and instead, it involves the cankers turning to giants after eating over-radiated mashed potatoes and causing mayhem in the cul-de-sac. Easily the best part of the episode. What makes this episode so good is how each story gives us an idea of how the Eds view reality. Eddie desires to be accepted by his peers and believes only fame and wealth will help him achieve that, something that future episodes and the movie reference. Although, it was definitely ridiculous seeing Kevin as a monkey while riding a tricycle, Jimmy with a very painful retainer, or Rolf having a pinhead. Then again, Eddie always did call Rolf Stretch. And it was funny to see every city, and country for that matter, have its own jawbreaker flavor. Double D believes in a neat slash perfect world, and if his friends actually listen to him, their scams wouldn't end terribly, hence why Jimmy no longer has a retainer. Even though Eddie and Ed easily losing self-control and scaring Jimmy was a bit much, it's still believable when you think what would happen if the Eds opened a jawbreaker bank. Then there's Ed, who wants nothing more to live in a world full of action and drama just like in his comic books. It's also revealed that Ed doesn't understand Double D half the time, which is why he only spoke in yaps. Even Eddie was pissed off about that because he literally couldn't understand what Double D was saying. Don't think I don't pay attention to details like that. As well as Sarah acting defenseless because Ed thinks it's his job as the older brother to protect her all the time. Thankfully the Kankers only managed to crush Jimmy. Seriously, Jimmy gets fucked up one way or another in these stories. Other moments I love include the Kankers turning houses into things like soap or deodorant, solidifying Ed's fear of good hygiene. Or when they mashed their faces together in which Eddie responded, Ed, your story's getting weird. Let's not forget about Ed giving himself the power to fly in this story, but even that wasn't enough to save him and his friends. Ironically, Ed's story did the one thing that the first two stories didn't do, and that is actually show how the Eds got stuck in Johnny's wall. So when you connect all the dots, here's the real story. The Eds were having a jawbreaker bank scam and the Kankers showed up only to chase them into Johnny's wall. That's it. But all this exaggerated storytelling is what made this episode more enjoyable. I have no complaints. This is a perfect episode and still remains as my absolute favorite. For your Ed only. The Eds, mostly Eddie, come across Sarah's diary and try to figure out what to do with it before she finds out they took it. As you can tell, this episode follows the trends of kids having diaries, and you can't really blame Sarah for acting upset. Hey, I'd be pretty pissed off too if someone read my personal thoughts out loud. I mean, do I have to remind everyone what Heather did to Gwen in Total Drama? Hmm. <laughs> However, they don't reveal much within Sarah's diary, other than confirming she still has a crush on Double D, or a flip animation of Eddie getting struck by lightning and crushed by a brick. 
that was actually pretty funny. Other funny moments included the game were Eddie, Ed, and even Johnny and Plank were riding a giant bubblegum bubble that Ed blew, only for Kevin to pop it, thus making Eddie and Ed crash into Sarah's room while Johnny and Plank ended up in China. You know, like in the cartoons. At least Eddie got his revenge by tying up Kevin so he wouldn't tell Sarah that they have her diary. This led to probably my favorite scene where after Eddie and Double D said foreign phrases that meant farewell, Kevin looks at the viewers and says, This show needs subtitles. <laughs> a close second would have to be the ending where the Eds attempt to get away from Sarah in another giant bubble. This time, Ed blew the bubble in Double D's mouth which caused his hat to inflate. You know, signs. Of course, this only worked for like 10 seconds because at the very end we see the Eds, and for some reason Johnny Plank, get trapped and chewed bubblegum. It's never explained why or how Johnny ended up there though. I know he said they left China because Plank was scared of being turned into chopsticks, but that doesn't justify why Sarah trapped them as well. If you want my opinion, I think Sarah was pissed off at Johnny because he was the only one who didn't help look for her diary, even though Johnny would have explained that he and Plank were in China throughout the episode. It's likely she wouldn't believe him because we all know Sarah hates Johnny most of the time. Nonetheless, I still like this episode. It came from Outer Ed. After a prank from Eddie goes wrong, Ed is given the chance to do his own scam. This was honestly a great change because in Seasons 1 and 2, it was Eddie who came up with the scams, so it's nice to see another member of the Eds take charge for once. However, it's pretty obvious all the scam ideas is best left for Eddie, because Ed's quote-unquote scam was completely unorthodox. It was bad enough that he only gave his friends a 15-second lunch break. Yes, I counted. But listen to the steps they had to do. Grab a giant rock and put it near an X that Ed painted on the ground. In actuality, it was a cue. Find raw spaghetti noodles, have Double D dress up as an astronaut and give Eddie a plate of pancakes, and steal Jimmy's stuffed rabbit, Mr. Yum Yum, so he can place it on the quote-unquote X and sacrifice it. You're probably thinking, how the fuck are they going to make a profit by doing all this? That's the neat thing. It turns out, this scam wasn't actually a scam at all, but instead, a ritual to summon Evil Tim, a character from a comic book Ed was reading earlier. Sadly, the kids, nor Eddie or Double D, had no idea what the fuck Ed was doing. And you know what? I loved it. I mean, what else do we expect when you leave Ed in charge with coming up with a scam? Another thing that stood out was Rolf introducing everyone his giant clam, Bobo, which only left his peers feeling confused and quite frankly, disgusted. Mostly Naz. Even though Ed's scam failed big time, he and his friends found themselves surrounded by hundreds of crows at the end. I know, it's supposed to be a parody of Albert Hitchcock's The Birds, but who knows, maybe Ed's ritual worked after all. Either way, it's an enjoyable episode. Three squares and an Ed. When Eddie and Double D find out that Ed's been grounded, they bust him out before Sarah and Jimmy can notice. It's pretty common for kids to get grounded, so of course the show would tackle this at some point. And the execution led to a lot of laughs. First, they had Johnny and Plank dress up as a leprechaun and his pot of gold to bait Sarah and Jimmy into chasing them. Then they had to leap from the basement all the way to the living room because Eddie brought up, What happened to the stairs? My parents took them down because I am grounded. That's disturbing, said everyone watching this episode. <laughs> And finally, escape the house using a kite they built from Sarah's bedsheets. I also love how throughout the episode, Ed was freaking out about escaping because he's supposed to be grounded. Of course, it didn't take long for Sarah and Jimmy to catch on, resulting in Eddie and Double D getting grounded as well. Speaking of which, the only problem I have with this episode is that they never explained why Ed was grounded in the first place. The only clue we got was when he said he's been a bad boy. Seriously, Ed must have done something fucked up to make his parents take down the basement stairs and confiscate his TV. Good thing Ed had a photo of his TV to remember it. <laughs> oh yeah, can't forget about the famous scene in the beginning. I'm of course talking about Double D showing Eddie his cabinet of failed inventions, and we get to see models of inventions used in scams from seasons 1 and 2. This includes, but not limited to, the elevation boots from a Prince to Grow and Ed, the newspaper shooter from Read All About Ed, and the Canadian squirt guns from Know It All Ed. 
There's also inventions that were never seen before in past episodes, like the robot and volcano that Eddie's head gets stuck in, which lets us hear in the full version of the sumo sound effect as Eddie was about to smash Double D for laughing at him. Overall, it's a solid episode. Dueling Eds. Another episode that made its way into my top 10 favorites. When Rolf invited everyone to partake in one of his old family traditions, Eddie, without knowing, insulted Rolf's culture, leaving him depressed. This soon led to Rolf challenging Eddie to a duel in order to gain his family's honor. I love how in this episode we learn more about Rolf's bizarre customs, which involves celebrating the time his great nano fought a giant sea cucumber. It took me a while to realize this was a reference to the Season 2 episode, Knock Knock Who's Ed. That's going to give this episode extra points. The karate lesson scam in the beginning was funny too, as we got to see Eddie replicate the Shadow Clone Jutsu. <laughs> I also love how Eddie kept implying he didn't do anything to upset Rolf, every time Double D talked him into apologizing. However, no amount of ignorance could save Eddie from the inevitable. Of course, I'm talking about the epic duel between Eddie and Rolf. This has to be one of the funniest fucking moments I've ever seen in this show. It started off simple with them picking a fish to fight with, then suddenly, thunder, lightning, and dark clouds surround them, in which Double D said, Oh dear, Rolf's customs have a frighteningly high budget. The duel itself was brutal, as Rolf kept whacking the shit out of Eddie without hesitation. I cry every time Eddie screamed no in slow motion. Yeah, Eddie stood no chance during this fight whatsoever. And to think, this all could have been avoided if Eddie gave Rolf the cupcakes of sorriness, something that Ed suggested earlier. At least Rolf was nice enough to forgive Eddie by giving him and his friends the yields of forgiveness, which caused Ed to turn to a fish. That shit killed me. Such an amazing episode, and worthy of being in the top 10. Dimwit Ed. Double D fears that everyone is lacking common sense, and tries to educate the kids and his friends. Some people have mixed feelings towards this episode. Yeah, it was kind of annoying seeing everyone, especially Eddie and Ed, act a lot dumber than usual. Then again, that's how all kids act during summer, because summer vacation is that time of year where kids don't have to worry about school, and can be as carefree as they want. Believe me, I know what it's like. And I don't think Double D was doing all this at Pride, but at the goodness of his heart. Thanks, Double D, but you should really leave all that to the adults. Then again, adults are completely irrelevant in this show. To an extent. <laughs> There's definitely funny moments here and there, like Eddie and Ed fighting a belt when they believed it was a snake, Double D's quote-unquote class keeps getting interrupted, or Eddie and Ed torturing Double D into telling him where they hit the jawbreaker he was saving for the grand prize of his scavenger hunt, only he never said what the grand prize was. So yeah, definitely a lot of miscommunications to say the least. At least the ending where Double D learns to accept everyone's stupidity made up for it. Either way, I still like this episode. Will work for Ed. Ed gets a job at Rolf's farm, only for him to constantly get pay cuts, much to Eddie's annoyance. For once, we get to see one of the Eds actually work to make a profit, instead of scamming. Double D is proud of Ed for taking the next step into maturity, while Eddie sees this as another get-rich-quick method. Sadly, working for Rolf is not a walk in the park, because he kept deducting Ed's pay with every minor problem, even threatening to fire Ed if he didn't finish peeling thousands of potatoes in a short amount of time. This led to Eddie going on strike, which is ironic because he's not the one getting paid to begin with. Thankfully, Double D was able to work out a deal to make Ed's work experience more tolerable. The ending was one of the best parts because we get to see Rolf finally show Ed some respect by promoting him from nincompoop to turkey eyes. I guess that's his equivalent to assistant manager or something. And Eddie learns the harsh reality of working hard to make a profit. Naturally, it doesn't work out for him, and he gets chased by the same rooster he taunted from butting your Ed. Oh yeah, the scene where Ed managed to start his parents' car without the keys was fucking hilarious. Overall, great episode. Ed, Ed, and away. The Eds come across a balloon floating in the sky and try to catch it, just because. I'm not kidding, they never explain why the Eds want to pop the balloon other than just for the hell of it. But you know what? I love it. It's another one of those random episodes they can't help but laugh at because of how ridiculous the concept is. And the Eds went through a lot of shit just to get to that balloon. 
such as cutting through Rolf's farm, the playground, Jimmy's backyard twice when he and Sarah were pretending to fly a plane. This led to a bunch of funny moments where Ed thought Double D's Neb was devouring him, Plank receiving a gourmet lobster dinner while Johnny gets uncooked mac and cheese or some shit like that, Ed turning Eddie's hair into rotoblades so he can fly up to the balloon. Even Double D was perplexed by this. Sadly, all that hard work is wasted because the balloon pops after Eddie gets into a fight with Sarah and Jimmy. It's then revealed that Kevin was the one who made the balloon as revenge from earlier in the episode. Of course, I'm talking about Crazy Ed's custom hot bikes, where Eddie forced him to ride a giant bike made from kitchen utensils. But the madness doesn't stop there as Kevin launched another balloon at the very end, thus repeating history. <laughs> a very bizarre but funny episode. X marks the Ed. Eddie gets a pimple on his head and feels embarrassed, leaving Ed, Double D, and surprisingly, Rolf, to help him. The one thing people hate about this episode is how mean-spirited it felt, especially when kids developing acne on their bodies. Then again, kids make fun of other people's acne all the time. Believe me, I lost count of how many times I was ridiculed for having pimples all over my face. Although, seeing Eddie's pimple grow to gargantuan size did feel a bit surreal. Thankfully, the humor more than makes up for all those negatives, like in the beginning where the Eds go fishing in Ed's backyard pond, only to fish out Ed's freezer experiment from rambling Eds. Ed attacking Eddie while he's wearing a wig. Turns out Ed is afraid of wigs for some reason. Or, when Double D and Ed try to get Eddie to Rolf's house, but the kids kept taking pictures of him. Speaking of Rolf, he honestly made this episode for me. Not only was he willing to help Eddie, but his remedy for acne was hilarious. First, they had Eddie bathe in a barrel of lard, cover his head with a towel that was soaked in this organic stew, then have a chicken peck on his head for 24 hours straight. This led to my absolute favorite part of the episode. It turns out, Rolf's remedy didn't just get rid of Eddie's pimple, but shrunk his head. Bro, seeing Eddie with a shrunken head and talking in a high-pitched voice fucking killed me as a kid, and it still does to this day. Even if you dislike this episode, you can't deny how fucking hilarious this scene was. This was a great episode for me. From here to Ed. After another scam failure, Eddie blames on Kevin and declares war on him. As you can probably tell, it's another one of those episodes where Eddie is overreacting over something small. Even if Kevin was responsible, we knew it wasn't intentional. In case you're wondering what the scam was, it was basically the Eds giving the kids a polar sled ride across their snowbank. And by snow, I mean crushed soap to make it look like snow. I'll admit, it was pretty cool. Yet, the extreme measures that Eddie took to get his revenge is what made this episode very enjoyable. From dressing up as Johnny and Plank, trying to make Double D dump Ed's disgusting lunch bag on Kevin's head, which of course failed, trapping him in a pool full of maple syrup, except they trapped Jimmy instead, or trying to blast Ed from a fucking cannon while standing on a fake cloud. That was easily my favorite part. And the fact that Kevin was oblivious to all this made it even better. Not to mention, this episode is very, very quotable. With lines such as, Slide on the soap. Or, Ed, do you know there's a turtle on your head? Yup. And of course, prepare to meet your maker. Antonucci? My god, that was gold. Another thing that I enjoyed was the brief conversation Double D had with Kevin, showing that Kevin doesn't seem to hate Double D as much as he hates Eddie, and maybe Ed to an extent. Overall, very funny episode. Boys will be Eds. The cul-de-sac boys, except for Jimmy and Rolf, become infatuated by Naz and fight for her affection. You know this type of story. Guys having a crush on the same girl and they compete with each other to win her heart. Yet it's chock full of that Ed and A humor which I love. Granted, many episodes before this did have hints towards the Eds, Kevin and Johnny having a crush on Naz. Especially when you look at Sir with Ed. But it's still funny to watch. The baseball scene provided a lot of laughs because the guys were so focused on Naz that they let her win without trouble. Then literally fighting to see who gets the picture afterwards. This led to each of them trying to show Nas something to impress her. This includes Mount Limited to Kevin having Victor wear Nas's roller skates and shaving her name on his body, making her believe Rolf changed Victor's name to Nas, in which Rolf asks, Are you weak in the upper story? 
a very underrated quote in my opinion. Then we have Eddie trying to woo her with a shiny red heel, Double D with dental products and a hair grooming machine, Johnny with a bowl of oatmeal and a feather, and Ed having a drawing of Naz on his stomach and a new toilet. Needless to say, Naz felt overwhelmed by all this, and I don't blame her. If someone kept bombarding me with endless gifts, I'd freak out as well. I also love the ending where the Eds believe they were singing outside of Naz's window, but it turns out they're at Jimmy's house by mistake. Looking back, it does seem confusing because the Eds crashed Naz's sprinkler party and Pop goes the Ed, so they already knew where Naz lived. Whatever. If Ed's able to use a comb and play like a fucking harmonica, then I guess I shouldn't question it. Good episode either way. Ed or Tails. Ed receives a package containing jawbreakers he was going to share with his friends, but since there's only two of them, the Eds begin to fight over them. Figures the one time the Eds actually get jawbreakers, there's a problem, and you can bet that Eddie wouldn't hesitate on taking the jawbreakers for himself, even though Double D tries best to divide them three ways. This episode had some pretty funny moments, like in the beginning where Eddie had Double D and Ed dress up as clowns for their latest scam. Of course this failed because the kids aren't interested in clowns, but it was funny to see Ed take his role as Slappy the Clown very seriously. Once again, Rolf comes through by helping the Ed settle this conflict with a race to see who gets the last jawbreaker. Not surprisingly, Eddie kept cheating throughout the race. Actually, all three of the Eds cheated one way or another. We have Eddie pulling tricks like I said, Double D using a wheeled contraption instead of his feet, and Ed, who simply hopped over to the finish line instead of going through the entire course. That goes to show how much Rolf gives a shit about cheating. Although, the jawbreaker gets lost in the creek causing the Eds to frantically look for it. Honestly, it's kind of pointless knowing the jawbreaker quickly got dissolved upon landing in the water, as most sugar products do. Other than that, it's a solid episode. Gimme, gimme, never Ed. Plank. Yes, not Johnny. Plank is craving for a fun ride, and the Eds kept building new rides until they meet his approval. You're probably thinking, really? This episode is focused on Plank? Hey, I'm not complaining. This episode is fucking gold, as everyone, including Double D, was taking Plank and his alleged need seriously. And each ride that the Eds built offer a lot of laughs, from bumper cars where the Eds kept bumping into each other while even touching Plank, leaping over a gorge full of wood-eating termites which lets a Plank gain stuck in a tree, and the Eds falling down a waterfall when trying to save him. This all led to my favorite part of the episode where the Eds built a massive, and quite frankly, unstable roller coaster, but Plank tricked the Eds into riding it instead. I lose my shit every time I see Ed trying to stop the ride with his bare teeth, then having him and his friends blast off in the sky at the very end. It's one of those episodes where you really think to yourselves, is Plank alive? Because there's no fucking way all this shit he allegedly did was pure coincidence. I love this episode either way. My Fair Ed. Double D tries to teach Eddie and Ed to have good manners after he caused mayhem towards their peers. Some people dislike this episode for a few reasons, but I'll mention the positives first. The beginning where Eddie and Ed chase each other with a piece of broccoli was pretty funny. Ed circling around a tree when he still believed he was chasing Eddie, and the way Double D tried teaching his friends to behave gave me good laughs which involves ripping off band-aids from the back of their heads. For once, it looked like Double D helped change his friends for the better, except they were being too helpful, making things a lot worse than before. This led to the worst part of the episode in my opinion. It's revealed that Eddie and Ed tricked Double D into thinking they changed, and they were acting like assholes just because. Wow, how fucking sadistic can you be, man? I honestly felt so bad for Double D because all he wanted to do was turn his friends into better people, but they took him for granted. At least the ending where Double D scares them with broccoli acted as the perfect payback. Despite those problems, it's still watchable. Rockabye Ed. After suffering from a nightmare, Ed develops a fear of Johnny. We've all experienced Ed's dream world back in Once Upon Ed, but here, it's a lot more grim and disturbing. It's hinted that Ed's parents treat him poorly throughout the show, i.e. three quarters in an Ed. So of course, Ed's biggest fear will be Sarah tattletailing to their mom and forcing Ed to swim in a pool infested with shark-like cankers. <laughs> However, we never find out why Ed imagined his mom having Johnny's face instead of her actual face, is it because Johnny somewhat resembles Ed and Sarah's mom? 
I don't know. It just happens right the fuck out of nowhere. At least this led to a bunch of funny moments, like the Eds partake in NASA's home Olympics, but Eds fear kept them from performing well. Or when they tried calming him down with peanut butter, only for the jar to get stuck in his head and he kept running into his wall. That was hilarious. We soon find out that Ed's dream, and the whole episode for that matter, was actually a nightmare that Johnny was having. Let this be a lesson, kids. Never eat free-range soybeans before bed, or else you'll get fucked up nightmares like Johnny. <laughs> Overall, it's a solid episode. Oh, Ed 11. The Eds come across a map which Eddie believes will lead him to his brother's secret treasure, only to find out it's buried under the Kanker's trailer. As we know, Eddie mentioned his brother a few times throughout the show, but here we get to see what type of character he is. Well, at least from his room. I gotta say, the living conditions Eddie's brother has is kinda fucked up. He has windows that are bricked off, a stuffed camel that's very dusty, a car where he keeps a snake in his trunk, which escaped off screen much to double these horror, and a bed that's stuffed in a refrigerator, and I don't even want to know how many booby traps he set up. The rest of the episode was pretty funny, as the Eds knew avoiding the cankers was going to be difficult. Having them dress up as construction workers to make it look like they hit a sewage pipe, and Ed living off his fantasy of being butter toast. It's also ironic how Ed was the one who deciphered the map while double decoding. The plot twist at the end where the Eds find a chest full of wishbones is actually more clever than you realize, because it makes you think about all different possibilities. Were the wishbones the actual treasure and he made a deal with the cankers to hide them, or did Eddie's brother come across this treasure and drew a map for it while trying to hide his real treasure? Really, the possibilities are endless. Eddie also learns that he should always have spare change on you at all times, because for once, the Eds bribed their way out of the Kanker's wrath, or at least Double D and Ed did. Also, is no one gonna talk about how Double D has folders and files about each of the cul-de-sac kits? That's fucking creepy. Other than that, very enjoyable episode. The Luck of an Ed. Eddie tells Ed to hit his magazines only for him to forget where he hit them. Now Eddie must find them before anyone else does. You're probably thinking to yourselves, what, they're just magazines, Eddie could just buy new ones, right? Oh no, apparently Eddie got those magazines from his brother, and he's only concerned about the pictures. I'll let you guys fill in the blanks. So yeah, it's another episode where Eddie lets his obsession get the better of him, only this time he takes it too far, as he starts to grow suspicious about those around him, mostly Kevin, then later his friends. He even went as far as to steal Double D's hat and Ed's eyebrow, Yes, Ed's eyebrow, unless they tell him where the magazines are. Damn, Eddie, you definitely became more sadistic this season. Yet this episode still had a lot of good moments, like Ed trying to retrace his steps on where he hit the magazines. And I mean literally step by step, even hitting his head on a tree branch twice. Then gazed at the stars. <laughs> the scene where Double D examines Ed's face on his microscope? Yeah, let's just say Ed should use more soap. Or at the very end where Johnny was carrying the box Eddie gave Ed earlier, only it's empty. It turns out... Ed left the box somewhere on Johnny's property, but hit the actual magazines in a different spot. I'm sure you know how Eddie's going to feel about that. <laughs> I also like how we got to see more friendly interactions between Double D and Kevin, solidifying the two have formed a somewhat friendship, much to Eddie's annoyance. Despite Eddie reaching a new low in this one, I still enjoy this episode. Ed pass it on. Eddie starts a rumor about his brother coming home in order to gain respect. It's another episode where we get to learn more about Eddie's brother, but from a public standpoint. As we know, Eddie looks up to his brother, in fact, majority of his scams are based off ones his brother did in the past, albeit more successful. But then we get to see what other kids think of Eddie's brother. Kevin is shown to be afraid of Eddie's brother, knowing he'd likely beat him up for teasing his younger brother. Rolf is also afraid of him, but he's more concerned over the safety of his chickens. <laughs> Naz finds him attractive, and Sarah thinks every older brother is stupid, considering she has to put up with Ed. So yeah, it was definitely interesting to watch. Some highlights include Pond Stila Ed's, the restaurant scam from the beginning where they had Eddie as the host, Double D as the waiter, and Ed as the chef. That should be a warning sign. And sure enough, it was because Ed fucking wasted all the food in the kitchen and made himself into a turkey. 
I don't even have to explain how the kids reacted, or when Rolf was building a moat to protect his house from Eddie's brother, or when Naz yodeled so loud that Ed broke into pieces. Although, it was the ending that fooled most people because it looked like Eddie's brother truly did come home. Little did the Eds realize it was Sarah and Jimmy in disguise to get back from Eddie for starting his rumor. Good thing Ed was too dumb to notice. <laughs> Overall, very solid episode. Brother, can you spare an Ed? Sarah gives Ed money to buy her fudge, but Eddie convinced him to buy Jawbreakers instead. Now they must find a way to pay back Sarah. With interest. Once again, Eddie takes advantage of his friends by making Ed spend money that wasn't his, which is fucked up. And I don't blame Sarah for getting upset, because how would you feel if you gave somebody money for something and they spent on their personal gains? Honestly, the scene where Double D was Ed's angel while Eddie was Ed's double is just too perfect given the conflict this episode has. Even when Eddie promised to help pay back Sarah, there were moments where Eddie refused to give whatever profit he gained from his scams over to Sarah. Come on, Eddie. Did you forget about the deal you made? Thankfully, the humor helped balance this out, like the hula dance scam in the beginning where you get to see Ed show off his incredible dancing. Double D expressing his concern about Sarah finding out that they spent her money, with Eddie responding, Who writes this guy's stuff? <laughs> But the main highlight hands down is the ending, in which Double D and Ed gave the kids the chance to whack Eddie for a penny each turn. That was ultimate payback for all the shit he caused. And lucky for Rolf, he had a shitload of pennies saved up for something like this. Oh god. Great episode overall. The day the Ed stood still. Eddie and Double D dress Ed up as a monster for their next scam. However, Ed stays too much in character and brings chaos to the cul-de-sac. Even though I really shouldn't be rooting for Ed, it honestly is the main highlight for me. Like I said before, Ed yearns to live in a world like in his comic books, so pretending to be a monster is the closest thing Ed has to achieving that fantasy. Needless to say, Ed definitely went overboard with his play acting, by not only destroying the playground, but kidnapping the kids one by one and sticking them to his wall. Nice alien reference. Of course, Double D was petrified for what Ed has become, but Eddie saw this as a fucking joke. Naturally. Some of my favorite scenes include when Eddie tried to whack Ed during their carnival scam, but failed, or Ed attacking Eddie moments after they completed his costume. One thing that also made this episode stand out was that Double D was the first Ed, or any male character in that show, to get a kiss from Naz, simply because he was willing to sacrifice himself to try and stop Ed's rampage. This is why Double D is such an underrated character. I also find it funny how Eddie, Double D, Rolf, and Naz were hiding in Club Canker of all places. For those who don't remember, it was the same clubhouse that the Cankers took over near the Ed of Fern Echo. I guess the Cankers quickly got bored of it, so I doubt they'll care about Ed destroying it. Oh yeah, can't forget about Ed losing his shit at the very end when he starts acting like other monsters. Good episode overall. If it smells like an Ed. The first ever two-part episode of the series. And my god, do people hate this episode. I'll explain why in a little bit. It's friendship day at the cul-de-sac, and the Eds are accused of ruining it. Now they must find the real culprit and prove their innocence. I know what you guys are thinking. It's the first ever two-part episode with a good concept. Why do people hate it? Well, I think the execution is the biggest problem. It's evident that they were trying to do the whole mystery genre, like a whodunit scenario. Except it didn't work as much as people hoped. Starting with the clues they left to frame the Eds, writing Eddie's name on a hockey stick and thrusting it through a giant paper heart could work, as it's something Eddie would do. Wiping off Plank's mouth and putting the cloth in Double D's pocket was kind of clever, tricking everyone to thinking Double D isn't as nice as he seems. But what evidence do you have to support Ed stealing their paintbrush? There was never any clues or buildup. Sarah just accused them for no fucking reason. Definitely one of, if not the weakest part of the episode. They even teased us into believing Rolf was the one who framed the Eds. Especially towards the end, where it looked like the Eds encountered, quote-unquote, Rolf. But it turns out to be the Kankers, who somehow managed to form into Rolf silhouette. In fact, they weren't even the ones who framed the Eds. No, they, along with Rolf, were just part of an elaborate plan set up by Jimmy, who was the real culprit this whole time. Why did Jimmy do it? Because Eddie gave him a wedgie and poked fun of Friendship Day. I mean, it kinda makes sense, but it feels out of place. 
even when they showed how Jimmy planted the evidence and shit. Honestly, if Rolf was the culprit, it would have made a lot more sense. Think about it. Rolf was seen eating jupe jupe throughout the whole episode, and Eddie taking one without asking would have triggered Rolf and caused all this shit. I know that sounds overdramatic, yet I feel like it could have worked, because Rolf was shown to make a big deal out of small things. Then again, it would have made the episode a lot more predictable. Speaking of jupe jupes, I just realized something. In one scene, Johnny was tied up, had his eyes and mouth covered in cloths, and jupe jupes glued to him. Of course, Jimmy revealed that was part of his plan, but wouldn't Johnny have told everyone what Jimmy did to him instead of joining him in throwing fruit at the Eds? You could argue that maybe Jimmy knocked out Johnny beforehand, but still. Despite all these problems, I don't think this episode is that bad as people are laying on. Because there's definitely some humorous moments here and there, like the montage where the Eds examine each foot to see who matches the footprint they found. Except for Rolf, who let's be real, would have matched given how fucking huge his feet are. Ed eating a trail of jujubes, including a log they were placed on. And the main highlight for me, the Eds acknowledging the fact that this is a two-part episode. Because at the very end of part one, you hear the lines, I should have all the feeling back in my feet after this war from our sponsor, Double D. Curse broadcast commercialism. And even though Jimmy being the culprit felt like a weak plot twist, it's still interesting to see Jimmy act so devious. This episode may have done a poor job of providing a mystery. I still find the episode to be good one way or another. Add this to the many hot takes I have. <laughs> Don't rain on my head. The candy store is giving out free jawbreakers and yet try to get there before it closes. If you guys recall, this episode and the last one we'll get to were both honorable mentions on my top 10 list. Looking back, I regret it because this episode was amazing. It started off strong with the Eds having a future-themed scam, which honestly could have worked if they stuck with it. But when the episode starts to focus on getting to the candy store, my god, the amount of obstacles the Eds have overcome led to a lot of laughs, such as Eddie accidentally swallowing Kevin. Don't ask. Eddie and Ed getting run over by a steamroller. The Kankers playing house at the construction site, leading to one of the best lines in this episode, Kankers! Extreme close-up! Cutting through Jimmy's lawn and then having Eddie crushed by a piano, courtesy of Kevin. The main highlight though was the ending, where the Eds were about to reach the candy store, only for a storm to appear right the fuck out of nowhere. And to make matters worse, a massive herd of chickens blocked the entrance, causing Ed, without question, to dive into the herd with his friends. This led to Eddie in a very intense dilemma. Does he go inside and get his jawbreakers, or save Double D from being trampled by chickens? Not surprisingly, Eddie goes to the jawbreakers, but the door closed on his face right as he was leaping forward. That's karma right there. Still, no matter how many times I watch this ending, there are three things that perplex me. 1. Where was the owner when the door closed? 2. If the owner did close the door, why didn't we see him leave the store? And 3. How the fuck did Johnny get to the candy store before the Eds? Then again, he might have asked his parents for a lift or something, and maybe the owner left through the back door. Honestly, if you saw a thousand fucking chickens outside your store, you probably do the same thing. I know I criticized this episode for being too over the top, but now I realize that could be a good thing, as we've seen with episodes like Who What Where Ed, or 1 plus 1 equals Ed. Overall, I enjoyed this episode a lot. One spit in twice Ed. We've now reached the final episode. After another scam failure, Eddie recycled the same scam over and over again until he gets it right. Just like with Don't Rain On My Ed, I regret putting this episode as an honorable mention, simply because the concept and humor, you guys know the expression, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, well, Eddie takes the idea to the extreme, because every scam he comes up with has the exact same concept, just with a different gimmick. Putting a walkie-talkie on an inanimate object, convince one of the kids to bring themselves and their friends to the woods, and partake in a game where they shoot either raccoons, mutants, or whatever with a slingshot. Naturally, the kids lost interest. Not only did it display cruelty towards animals and aliens, but they quickly realized that each scam to come after Mutant Land will be exactly the same. That didn't matter to Eddie. Oh no. He was hell-bent on making the scam work regardless of how many variants he went through. And come on, do you honestly think anyone would want to go to a place called 
jogging pants world or bathroom world? Seeing Eddie rehash the same scam over and over again was both pathetic and hilarious, which is why I love it. And how can I forget the famous scene in the beginning where Eddie tricks Ed into eating his mattress whole? That shit kills me every time. So yeah, while it does somewhat work as a season finale, I still love it. And that's all the episodes from season 3. What do I think? Personally, I think this season outranks the first two ones. Not saying they're horrible, but you can definitely tell how much the show has improved by combining the random and overtop nature of season 1, as well as the different directions from season 2. But is it really the best season? Well, that's debatable. On one hand, I want to say yes because some episodes from this season made my top 10 list. On the other hand, some episodes did feel mean-spirited and have weak moments, so it really depends on how you view them. For me though, I love this season, and it might be my favorite. Of course, I have to go over season 4 first. God, who knows when that will be. Either way, if you love the first two seasons of Ed and Eddie, then you'll love this one, especially the god-tier episodes I mentioned. Anyway, what do you guys think of season 3 of Ed and Eddie? A link for our Discord server will be provided, and one to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Tell your friends and family about us, especially any fans of Ed and Eddie you know. And check out Nuclear Bacon's CryptoWalk Games and Carabyte on Twitch for more geeky content. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.